Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How much of the basketball did you watch last night? Everything went very well for yours, truly, uh, except maybe that second half under. It was a weird ending to the uh, yeah. game. but Again, the, the wife took the good TV. I keep saying that, and I realize, like, the good t- TV, unless you want to get, like, unless you're, like, the early adopter who's, like, I need the 8K TV with, like, the curved screen. Like, nowadays, you can get a really good TV for, like, four or 500 bucks. And I'm just realizing, like, I just need to get another good TV upstairs instead of dealing with the, the smaller one that I, I whine about. Because she has been a little bit addicted to the karate show, remember? <laughs> it's a problem. Like she We're never all addicted watched, to Cobra Kai. Yeah, you can't she never watched it. Cobra Kai, so she basically watched the whole first season last night. That's how you and I watched it. with her because it's fun. It's just it's such a bad show, but it is fun. And it's she's just like, oh, and, and you know the the final battle in season one. She's like, oh, who are they going to let win? It's like it's like it's kayfabe, you know. It's 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 all. Well, I mean, it is. It's a scripted show. I'm so jealous of her. I wish I could re-experience all this again. It is. Uh, I think I do think in off track immediately. My favorite thing is Johnny Lawrence just being ignorant uh, when he has fa- when he has a meal with the Ecuadorian family next door, Miguel's parents, and they say, um, uh, "I like these little bananas." He's like, "Oh, actually, these are plantains." And he says, "Oh, and in English, we call them bananas." <laughs> just like, just any time he has a banquet beer, like just yeah. which is can the we supercut that every time he's holding a banquet beer? Oh God, that'd be a ten minute clip. Um. Yeah, and we're also just killing time because there's not that many sports. I couldn't bring myself to bet Europa again. Monte Carlo's been Monte Carlo's actually been weird on the men's side. I've enjoyed watching, you know, that guy be very good. I think that might be a thing this year. It's it sucks that we don't have the other that guy at Monte Carlo. The women's is uh, I, it looks like you actually have some women's tennis today. Let's just fire off of that because what when is where is Billie Jean Cup? America, I'm assuming? Uh, that's a great question. I just know they're playing on clay. Crap, I forget where they actually are playing. That's a great lost question. Uh, let me look this up. But the first one I do have, we actually have an ITF match that starts you know, basically as soon as the show is finished here. They're going to be next up on court in Zaragoza, um, Spain. We're in Spain now for a, a little bit of clay here. Again, we're getting into the part of the year we'll start to move that European clay season. So you do have a couple... Um, decent players here that are um, going against one another. And I'll start with that um, over 21 games really like this total was looking for maybe an over two and a half sets. Didn't really find many options there and not really a price that I like. but if you've got over two and a half sets around 150, go ahead and scoop that up. That might be a few places. I, again, I don't have everything, but I didn't see it a bunch of, and look just about everywhere, but 21 that's pasted pretty much across the board. Um, you can find, Minus 110 if you look hard enough. 15 is fine. Um, try to avoid the 120s that are floating around out there. But it should just be an absolute battle. These two play some great tennis. And, again, we're back on clay where you tend to see a little more back and forth here. Um, you know, three sets become a little more likely once you get on clay and things like that. So 21 looks like a great number. I had it closer to 21 and a half. Happy to bet that. And then, yes, the Billy Jean King Cup. Um, let's see. They will be in Astana at the Beeline Arena. Where do you think Astana is? Astana sounds like a suburb of like Dallas. It's in Kazakhstan. <laughs> Texas, Kazakhstan, honestly, same thing. Pretty much. So, um, and that makes sense because the Kazakhstan team uh, host Poland 
And um, give me the Kazakh at home here. Um, Yulia Putin save a Magdalene head again. Indoor hard courts here. Putin save actually tends to be a little bit better indoors. Her serve holds up a little better and generally much better results on clay historically. Um, her and Lynette have played a handful of times and, you know, generally in hard courts, Lynette pushes her, but on clay, she's been pretty comfortable the last few times. And uh, Putin's ever playing some good tennis. She's in solid form. Again, home court advantage here generally takes this event very seriously. If you don't know what the Billie Jean King cup is, it's, it is the women's tennis world cup, but it's not, nearly that exciting and the setup of it's a little wonky and we're kind of in the qualifier phase here so it can be hard to handicap some of the um motivation angles here but both women generally play very well in this event so happy to assume this is just kind of going to be a regular match so give me poots i had this closer to minus 150 anything minus 125 or better and that should be very early tomorrow morning around like 3 a.m eastern or so yeah not in dallas not in dallas at all whatsoever Oh, also not in Dallas, out on Hilton Head Island. The golf is underway. If you see me looking up, it's because one of my golfers is being shown on screen, and the TV above my regular monitor has that on. Oh, JT just missed an ace. And sometimes when you just miss an ace, the ball actually rolls off the green, which happened for him here. So he's playing decent. I have some I have some outright sweats going early. I know that that's... You're, you shouldn't do that on like a Thursday morning, but uh, Victor Hovland, I bet Victor Hovland at uh, 20 or 20, 20 or 30, somewhere around there. I think he was about 30 to one. He's uh, four under right. through 12, one off the lead. Your leaders currently Joel Dahman, Brian Harmon, and Ben Martin, just like we all thought. The Joel Dahman, Mr. The first round. Mr. First round, Mr. Bucket Hat, looking pretty cool today. Harmon was actually a guy I bet against in uh, a matchup. So one of my matchups is not going very well at the moment. But to be fair, the other not golfer hasn't started. He could go 10 under on this round. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, maybe that's what I'm going to roll with here. And then Matthew Fitzpatrick ended up being our one and done for the uh, me and Cal and Jay Maz and Will Brinson all split a big one and done that we like to uh, – figure out every week so Fitzpatrick playing well too that also makes me happy I do have one matchup just this is and this is the only first round matchup I played everything else was outrights and full tournament matchups I do have one that starts this afternoon bit of a I mean this is more of a fade on a guy than a bet on KH Lee Kyung, Kyung Hoon Lee is better than Billy Horschel I believe especially in uh you know the course fit for this but it's not like he's good He's not someone I'm thinking that's going to compete here. I'm not worried about him. Like, oh, man, I should have bet him first-run leader. I just expect Billy Horschel to struggle here with the ball striking, especially over the last, you know, X amount of rounds. Not only just ball striking in general, but off the tee has been rough. You do club down a lot here. I mean, anyone who's watched early has seen Justin Thomas, who can hit the ball a country mile, club down quite a bit. He's taken three wood a lot. Um which is fine. I mean, it's still working out. If he can make some putts, him, I, I almost put a live bet on Siwoo Kim. Jesus, I've seen that guy miss like 13 putts by an inch. So it's, uh, that's the fun part about watching. It makes you, makes you want to live bet everybody who's almost winning. But <laughs> despite all that, it is important to be good and you're off the tee stuff here because off the tee isn't just driving distance, driving accuracy. It is, you know, all off the tee. Shots that you're taking over the last 50 rounds is what I'm looking at. And that's going to include a lot of shots that you're taking off the tee when you're clubbing down. So I, I don't expect him to play well here. I've seen this. Uh, 
I've seen this be a problem for some of the guys who've been wild off the tee already this morning. You're into some forced layups. There's some fairway bunkers that force you into layups, and I expect quite a bit of that here. So Kung Hoon Lee over Billy Horschel. I didn't. Uh, I don't even know if I put a price on the damn thing. Is there one on the screen? I don't. I can't find the tab anymore. I'm lost right now, noobs. <laughs> I'm too many tabs open. It happens. What is going what on that I can't find StreamYard? Give us All a right. It's minus one something, minus one twenty. And then Hilmers is talking. We're going to get to the NBA next. Got a lot riding tomorrow. OKC to make the playoffs, Bulls to make the playoff, Heat to miss the playoffs. Those are some big numbers. I'm cheering for all of that to happen. And I said this to Drew. It all we Drew, we were planning to, uh, yeah, Heat to miss, Bulls to make, OKC to make. Nice. All three of, all three of those could happen. Yeah. Um. I know I should cheer for the Timberwolves, but I said this to Drew without even thinking about the fact that tomorrow's game would be against the Timberwolves. I said this pre-games yesterday. I said, I am cheering for OKC to just get in and you know get their four games, essentially. So you don't have to go to a Timberwolves playoff game. Well, no, no. I, I think I like OKC. I think it's fun. I think they're such a fun young team. They have this just all these uh, likable young players. And I just want them to get like playoff experience a year ahead of schedule. Cause we didn't really expect this team to, I don't know. What were your expectations going into the season after we had the injuries right off the bat? Like I didn't expect them to have an actual feasible run at winning the winning a spot in the play in tournament. So I think it'd be cool if they could take it down. And yeah, if Minnesota does win, like do I really want to go to a game and watch them just get fucking waxed by Denver? Like that Drew and Drew made this point. I don't want to take credit for him. He's like the true winner of the play-in tournament is Denver. Because <laughs> they either get they either get a team with a bunch of like 16-year-olds on it, or they get Minnesota who is missing like three three decent contributors at this point now. Yeah, it's really fun. Oklahoma City, I expected them to be frisky. I didn't bet an under there, but I didn't expect them to be this good for this team to be as competent as they are defensively for such a young team is wild. It usually takes guys a couple of years to kind of learn how to move like that. But we saw that last night. I mean, they win that game because every single part time the Pelicans caught the ball, there's a guy right in their face. Uh, their switches were really good. And again, you know, there's a lot going on on the inside. Valanciunas had 18 rebounds. You can kind of do whatever you want in there. But if you can mess up the perimeter, that really gives you the opportunity to force turnovers. It's it's a good way to play, you know, basically for a team that doesn't really have a center. And any center they do have sort of keeps getting hurt. But I just certainly didn't expect the Thunder to be this good. And yeah, we have a lot of really nice positions here. So if you're on the preseason parlay that basically we made of the Timberwolves, um, Nuggets, Sixers, and Bucks to make the playoffs right around even money. Again, surprised that it's honestly still alive, as weird as Minnesota's been. Oh. We have that in our pocket, but then we also have, Andy, the Oklahoma City Thunder to make the playoffs at 7.5 to 1. So you should be in good what, shape One of those there. is happening. Yeah. Literally. To be honest, I, I kind of prefer the Timberwolves, but, you know, Oklahoma City would be fun. Um, one of them would be a bigger win for me. And then on the other side, yeah, our heat to miss the playoffs bet is still alive. All those one-point games that they made through, um, we've still got a chance for that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of options here. And, and let's say, for example, Andy, you just have the heat to miss the playoffs and then the thunder to make. You could do the double uh, hedge parlay, basically, where you take the wolves and the heat and put them together. Parlay, you know, parlay that's like plus one twenty, and basically in that scenario, heat lose, you win your heat to miss the playoffs bet. Heat win and the turbo wolves win, you win the hedge parlay. 
Timberwolves miss, you at least win the Thunder bet. There's a lot of ways to sort of cover yourself up there, but should be two pretty fun games. And um, I haven't bet anything yet. Need to dig into some of the matchups, but I might just continue to play the underdogs. I I don't know if necessarily the underdogs are going to win outright like they just keep doing um, outside of the Lakers there. But uh, underdogs have been great. They've covered every spread. So I don't know. It's it, these look just a touch high to me, but we'll see. Yeah, three outright wins in an overtime game. Yeah, the underdogs. I, I almost went the other way. I want to, like they're due. Should we just bet the favorites? That's such a bad strategy. Don't do that. And to, to Noob's point, I mean, anyone who's known me has seen any content or talked to me knows I'm such team never hedge. I just hate it altogether. But I have been known to do that one, especially back when we did. Uh, Back when I do those uh, previews with Kelly, Big Ten Watto for tennis, and we'd get there were so, there were a few weeks where we'd get like two guys into the final, you know, in, in two different ATP tournaments. And at that point, you know, if you have you know a guy at twelve to one and a guy at like twenty to one to win the tournament, um, I, I'm absolutely fine parlaying their two opponents in the finals, especially just, if they're favorites and you get a big just, fat you know, number. Just, just as a like, oh my god, like can you imagine both of these guys losing? I'd like at least something to happen, and then you know, even if you do go, you're in, you're in a no lose position at that point if you stake it right. Where even if they go one and one and you lose the parlay, you've hit a twelve to one or twenty to one. I know we've done that in the past. I'm I'm comfortable doing that as a like, I don't want to be just my whole day ruined on Sunday kind of thing. And, you know, we, we've come so far and made it to the goddamn finals of whatever. I think it, one of these weeks was maybe the New York Open back when Riley yeah. Opelka ended up winning that, which was – like I'm not minutes. even sure that's an event anymore. They always move this shit around, so. Yeah, a lot of that, options. Again, think about what you want to do. Do you want to cover your stake? Do you want to try to lock in some stuff? Because, uh, you know, you've got some some pretty nice options here if, we, if we've got everything settled out, so – yeah, we'll see more on those games tomorrow. Alt asked about the um, Lakers Grizzlies series. Um, man, that number looks really good. I was really surprised actually that Memphis wasn't a bigger favorite in the series. And yeah, the total in the first game, 228, 229, a little bit high. Again, I want to do a little bit more work on that. So we'll have a bunch of that stuff tomorrow. But yeah, I think leaning towards the under there for sure. Not sure about that series though. Yeah, I haven't Again, done any series. Anthony Davis stuff. awards. It's one of my favorite things too, is make some parlays on like you know, uh, under six and, uh, you know, under five and a half games over, you know, uh, minus one and a half games. I don't know what the price will be for Nuggets Wolves or Nuggets Thunder, but there's, there's a good chance. I would, if you gave Denver me minus a thousand, if you gave me Denver minus two and a half games, like anywhere, what, 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 what would you price that at Denver to win, you know, either sweep or go four one. Do you think, Minus one fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be somewhere in that range. I mean, it's definitely if it if it's maybe not that deep, like, but it's somewhere in that range. If it's close to minus one twenty, I, I I will probably take some Denver. If it's Minnesota, 20. it might be closer to one twenty five. If it's Oklahoma City, it might be minus one. Yeah, that that would be the problem with a that that young team like that. They'd they'd probably be even a bigger favorite. But I I do like those. I'll have some serious prices. I'm always a fan of those. That's such a and the other thing too. And this shouldn't matter at all. Back to the hedging. Like with your Bulls ticket, it does get in your head a little. It's like I've been sitting on this motherfucker since November, you know. Like it does. If it, you've just come so far, it's like, man, I got one more step to the top of the mountaintop. It's gonna drive me nuts if I don't 
at least eke out a little equity out of this. It shouldn't matter. And maybe actually, you know what, math wise, maybe it should because you sat some of your, you know, you parked some of your bankroll for six damn months. You should try to get something out of that. It's not the same as, you know, taking a big price on a baseball game and then, you know, the underdog, you know, two to one underdog ends up losing in the bottom of the ninth or something. That That's a tough break. This is you like, get a chance to I'm avoid an, going I'm, broke. And that's what's always good. Not losing money is a huge part of this because if you lose all your money, then you don't have any money to bet with. It is hard to bet without a bankroll. I will tell you that. It's always been a thing. Uh, Hawks, here, Holt says the Celtics are minus two and a half, minus 140 versus the Hawks for reference. Yeah, that feels like that would be kind of where the Minnesota price would be. I still might bet that. And I'll probably bet, I'll probably bet Denver sweep. Because Denver, like, correct me if I'm wrong, my last NBA thought before I have gone well beyond my, rec, you know, my understanding. Denver kind of has a bad bench. But that's something that matters when you play a good team, not when you're playing like the eight seed. Like they should still be able to just kind of take care of business with a much better starting lineup and a, essentially an MVP on the start. My only concern with betting that Denver sweep is I wonder if they'll just kind of punt a game in Oklahoma City. I mean, if they get to OKC, they're up 3 0. That fourth game could really be kind of a look ahead situation where you know maybe they're not resting guys god forbid but that makes me a little nervous that's uh, a that's a tough arena to play and again like we saw at the thunder last night as good as you're going to be you have to be good and if anything sort of falters here a little bit there could be a game where denver turns the ball over too much and things just get a little out of hand so i think yeah the minus two and a half is a little bit better but i don't mind a little bit of sweep i'm just it's not the best road situation for denver and again, price dependent. And that, that's the thing too with the, the joke, you know, gentleman sweep is almost like a tongue in cheek term, but it doesn't happen because a team is gentlemanly. It happens because a team is like, oh, we're beating the shit out of this team and they take their foot off the gas a little. You know, it's, it's not like a case of, oh, we feel bad for this team or no one's ever going to just let another team win because they feel bad. It's, it's absolutely like you said, a little bit of a look ahead to the second round, something along those lines. We'll get deep into it a little tonight, uh, and not even tonight tonight, because our guest is at a weird time zone, but Drew and I, and more so Drew, I'm just going to ask dumb questions because I'm not a huge NBA guy, but we'll be doing some NBA content tonight on the deep dive, actually, and it's not to, if you're on the West Coast, it's like 3 p.m., I think it's 5 p.m. my time. I'm going to get home early, watch some more Karate Kid, baby. Let's go. So oh, I'm so jealous. There's so much that's going to happen. She doesn't oh, even God. know. I mean, about the it. the end of season one, Chris walks in, and she's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's. Well, it only that. gets better. You have that like thirty times. Like, oh, Terry Silver's back. So, right, I I digress. Let's, Maybe we'll I'm gonna call, watch that this afternoon. Yeah, mm. we'll call it a day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>